Hello and welcome to The Meat Improv with me, Josh Simpson. And me, Jake Jabor. The Meat is the improv and storytelling podcast where we bring on comedian guests to tell true meaty stories from their lives. And And then then we take those stories as inspiration for long-form, improvised comedic scenes. That's right. Uh, we got a Patreon, patreon.com slash The Improv, where we talk improv nerd stuff. We talk about stuff. Uh, things Jake and I have been teaching or talking about in our classes. And we also take questions from our Discord channel, which is also part of the Patreon. So that's patreon.com slash improv. For five bucks, you can get access to, what is it now, Jake? 50 episodes of that? <laughs> um, I think so, yeah. We put out a new one every week. Um, great. That's the business. Let's get to the fun part of the show. Uh, today, we have two very special guests. Uh, a returning champion. Uh, uh, from improvised Seinfeld and all sorts of stuff, uh, and from Iowa, and I don't know if I should bring that stuff up. <laughs> She's been on the campaign trail <laughs> before this. For this, uh, you know, I don't have any other happens. stories. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty good stories, though. Uh, it's Catherine Mudam. Hello, Catherine. Hi. Thanks for being on. Hi. Oh my God! Hi. Thanks for having me. Yeah. I miss you guys. Yeah. Same. <laughs> Are you in LA right now? I'm yeah. assuming. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's good. I think we all are. Uh, I've literally. And our next guest I just is a first. Realized... Oh, it's okay. No, nope, it's not say? important at all. I just realized until you mentioned <laughs> Iowa that I have like psychologically suppressed Iowa. And the first, when you first said it, I was like, Iowa. And then I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Twelve years ago, when when things when there were was hope in our hearts, a brighter, there was a brighter, a brighter world. Okay, sorry. <laughs> well, maybe we'll talk about that in a second. <laughs> um, uh, our second guest is a first timer, teammates uh, with Jake on a little Herald team called Bitchin um, uh, at the UCB Theater in Los Angeles. Uh, it's Reka Shankar. Uh, welcome Hello. aboard. Hello. Hi. Thank you for having me. Well, Good to have gosh. you on. Thanks for being here. Yeah. Um, so I guess, uh, well, I wanted to ask about a couple of things. People are sort of, I'm assuming people don't tune into podcasts to be like, let's hear more about <laughs> COVID-19. Because <laughs> uh, <so, laughs> uh, it's literally all anyone can think about. But uh, uh, I was sort of interested, you touched on it a little bit briefly, but you were both mentioning something about the million dollar pyramid. Is that something that we can talk about? Um, it's actually a hundred thousand dollar pyramid. It's a little bit more modest oh. than a million. Okay. <laughs> what, both, both numbers are, uh, could, might as well be a million to me. Yes. Um, uh, basically Catherine was on it last season and she was like, you gotta apply. And so I applied and um, I'm gonna, I'd, I'm in the process of auditioning to be on it. <laughs> That's thanks. To I Catherine. told I told every human being I came in contact with <laughs> yes. for like the past two years of like apply, you yes. apply. She, and I Catherine think, in a way was in a way she was spreading her own virus. <laughs> I was yeah, <laughs> my pyramid, but I think out of like dozens and dozens, I think you and like two other people actually applied. Absolutely crazy. You said, you said game show. And I was like, I don't care what it is. I'll do it. It's fine. It doesn't matter. (laughs) 
How did it go, Catherine? Yeah, basically. Yes, go, go, go. I mean, I might as well just save it. Should I just save it for my meat? (laughs) Sure, you can save it for your meat. There's nothing in my life. It's either Bernie or Pyramid, so (laughs) maybe I'll save it. (laughs) The two genders. Ask you about the Bernie stuff. I want to ask you about the Bernie stuff and this, so maybe we'll save the Bernie stuff for your meat. Is that okay? Uh, Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Pyramid is great because (laughs) unlike Millionaire, Millionaire, you have to like know things and like know trivia and facts and like be like a little bit smart. Pyramid, any, truly any moron, this, you know, no offense, Rekha, any moron could do this show. I swear (laughs) to God. (laughs) Hell yeah. I I forget how it works. Do you work with a celebrity? Is that, am I thinking of the right one or is that password? No, you're with a celebrity. You do work with a celebrity. You're like playing an improv game of basically, this is my, I have five. Nose. Fingers. Fingers. Nose fingers. And then. Catherine, <laughs> Catherine literally did a, uh, like a Saturday brunch to, to help quiz me and a friend on, on pyramid stuff. So we just ate breakfast at her home and then she quizzed us on pyramid <laughs> for hours. So it's like charades, it right? So I remember a little oh, bit. Oh, Josh. If you only. can't say the word. The, f- <laughs> the yeah, first round is like sh- verbal. It's like taboo mixed with charades. So you can't say the word, but you can act out as much as you want. The second round, okay. your hands are like basically tied down to a chair. And you have you can only use, you can't use any prepositions. Uh, and you have to get someone to guess the category you were saying. So if I said something like this. <gasps> Let's do one. Bananas. Okay. <laughs> Bananas. Rainbow color. Um, Things that are yellow. Things that are yellow. Yes. Yes. Wow. <laughs> right there. That's Ten, $10,000 right there. $10, and that's $10,000 wow. in the fucking bank. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. You only have to do that 10 this times. This could be the episode. If- <laughs> yeah. But sometimes the categories are easier than others. So like, I mean, like, whatever. Okay. So like. If I were to say this one, Chandler, Joey, Ross, Rachel, Monica, Jake's friend. best friends. <laughs> yeah, Jake's but six friends. Jake's Correct. favorite sitcom. Jake's favorite sitcom. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> six people that would never be friends with Jake. Uh- <laughs> but if I, but, and this is for Catherine, if I were to say this, Holy water, a sneeze, a baptized baby, things that are papal robes. Yes, it's things that are blessed. So those two are like equal uh, monetary value, which seems psycho to me. Things that are (laughs) blessed is so much harder to guess than characters in Friends. (laughs) (laughs) So here's a spoiler, (laughs) Josh. Here's a Here's a spoiler, Josh. On my season, I didn't miss any of the questions, and I won $61,000, 500 That question that Rekha just did cost me cost me $88,000. I would have had $150,000 if the celebrity had gotten things that are blessed. Who is the celebrity? <laughs> um, I forget his name. Chris Sullivan. He plays Toby on This Is Us, and he was wonderful. I'm sure he listens to the podcast. Uh, he was amazing. Yeah, he is. <laughs> Chris Sullivan. Yeah. 
if you had a bad celebrity, you are screwed. Like they have some real mm-hmm. dum-dums on. And so I was blessed, blessed, hashtag blessed with two really good celebrities. Catherine Mudon in that game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who is your other celebrity? Wait, so another This Is Us actress named Susan. Mm, <laughs> I don't know the last name. I don't watch this. Their studio's but, just next uh, door. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is us. I think it's, my episode so correlated with their premiere. I see. Mm. It's funny because there's so many UCB people that were on last season. Like, it's it's crazy. They want improvisers. It's just an improv game. Yeah. Wait, so that was more than $100,000 you could have had. Yes. Yes. I'm if brag you get a little. everything, you get the bonus 50K. Oh. Because I went to the winner's circle twice, I got the 50. And so then if you go back the second time, if the same person goes back the second time, then it goes up to 100. But like if the other Whoa. kid had won the second yes. winner's circle, then he would have gotten 50 and I would have gotten 50. But because it's the same contestant, you could yes. win $150. $150,000. $150, $150, $150, $150, $150, $150, $150, $150, $150, $150, $150, $150, $150, $150, $150, $150, $150, $150, $150, $150, $150, $150, $150, $150, $150, $150, $150, $150, $150, $
wah, wah. Like, because you can get like a want one and go to zero, right? Absolutely. Yeah, bankrupt, I have yeah. no, I have I no idea. I have like no that. idea. Blind faith, I think is what. Right. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever heard of faith? What it faith? requires. <laughs> faith in a higher power. <laughs> and now we're to the meat of the show. That's why we call it the meat, folks. Wow. <laughs> Let's pitch everyone on God. Uh <laughs> <laughs> I've thought that I've actually thought about writing a. This is a whole different bag of worms. Maybe I shouldn't even go there, but I feel like the mass singer bag is. Bag of worms. Yeah, a bag. <laughs> even worse than a can. Ew. <laughs> I, I think you can just seal that is, right back up, Josh. <laughs> good point. <laughs> All I was gonna say is I think the mass singer is the most like devious, like contest. There's no voting on it. The results are never shown. It all takes place at once. He, mm. uh, it's all just celebrity based. Uh, whatever. Bullshit. But there's there's no like you can't check their homework. I think I think that's just all manufactured. Anyway, wait. That's what I'm, I'm sure passionate about. Somebody win money on the masked singer. Um. No. Well, may, I don't know. It, the, you win a trophy. I guess there could be money, but I mean, they're all rich. Who wins so the trophy? If you, if you, if you are the celebrity and you trick everyone, you win. Or if you are, if I, if I guess that that's J.C. Chazay or whatever, I win. Ooh. If you guess J.C. Chavez or whatever, <laughs> that's just a little. <laughs> okay, in your I like actually. First of all, how dare you? Um, okay, continue. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a little on? feather in your cap. That's all it is. And the oh, that sucks. The game is the game. The game is hardly a game. They just if you're the lowest, if you get voted off that round, and again, that's a very arduous and non-transparent process of who gets voted off then you just get demasked so like last year spoiler alert wayne brady won it wayne brady beat out seal and uh um wait when you say beat what do you mean beat do you mean he kept he fooled people longer or he sang better sang better wayne brady sang better than seal yeah. Wow. That's what I'm saying. And this year, That's Rob Gronkowski technically unreal. placed higher than uh, Shaka Khan. <laughs> or no, Shaka Khan. <laughs> who, who am I thinking of? Diana, Diane, Dionne Warwick. Is that it? You know who I'm talking about? There's She's somebody. That's, yeah. Rob Gronkowski placed higher than her. So. Who's Rob <laughs> That's part of what I'm saying. Is a yeah, tight, who is a, Rob Gronkowski? A tight end <laughs> and a big time. Oh, doofus. for football. Yeah. Wait, yeah. It, does he go by the Gronk? Does he go by the Gronk? <laughs> this no. is an important question. <laughs> he goes by because Gronk. The Gronk was on. Yeah, he was on Pyramid. Gronk was on Pyramid, and he's a full blown <laughs> moron. And people on Twitter were like, "This is yeah. a PSA for concussions. Like his brain doesn't work." <laughs> <laughs> is it the same guy well, when 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 yeah, Catherine was guy. trying to convince me when Catherine was trying to convince me to apply for pyramid she facetimed me and she's like listen total morons get in the show there's a guy his literal name is gronk and he's a fucking moron he has no brains <laughs> <laughs> i love a football player 
I will say that. Hell of a football <laughs> player. <laughs> this is this, we're talking about the uh, same person or this is a different person, Josh. I think it's the same person. I'm 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 almost I mean if his last name is Gronkowski, it seems it has to too be. much of a coincidence. It has to be. <laughs> yeah, it's him. Hysterical. And your description of him is spot on. Dumb? Yeah. Dumb. But, <laughs> but really He's like dumb. lovably dumb. writers uh for the hundred thousand dollar pyramid um i just wanted to sit down i think we've been doing a pretty good job this uh season some of you have not quite been pulling your weight in terms of the questions you've been submitting um Uh, okay weird (laughs) well we had um holy water a sneeze baby baptized right uh that's pretty good that's pretty challenging that's uh mm-hmm. things that are blessed mm-hmm. um <clears throat> then uh we had um <coughs> apples apple jacks uh <coughs> and um the candy apple yeah things that are apples yeah yep. yeah yeah <laughs> yeah do <laughs> you see the discrepancy there yeah yeah. What I see One is, is the network trying to dig its dirty little talons into the creative process. Yeah, I'm sick of being given network notes and stuff. So you're These saying that, that? Are you saying that the answer should not be nested within the clue itself? <laughs> yeah, I think uh, and submitted on a post-it. So uh, some of these I'm getting on a post-it. The answer is nested within the question. Uh-huh. Um, the We had Marge Simpson, Homer Simpson, Bart Simpson, and Lisa Simpson. Yeah. Uh, Characters yeah. that are the Simpsons. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Simpsons. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. what? <laughs> okay, well, that one was just shouted to me across the room. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was like- giving- <laughs> I was giving you my best shout of the day. Okay. Let's I don't tell you how to little... drive your Beamer or how to cheat on your wife. Exactly. You... <laughs> exactly. Okay, That's so... what we were all thinking. Thank you. Look at that. Right off of the top of the head, Josh, you came up with two very unique things that fit a category. Give me one more. Give me Don's cocaine obvious. on his bathroom break. Things your boss does. See how that's a little okay, bit more nuanced. I know you have the skill. Okay, I got one. I got one. Okay, um, black beamer, gray beamer, uh, yeah. silver beamer, beamers that are cars. <laughs> okay, I would even, I would even say that answer, Reka, is a little bit more specific than probably what the question was looking for. It could have been motorcycles. That's actually Beamers true. That it, it could have yes. also been guys named Beamer. It could have been guys named Beamer. Yeah. Like the Beamer family. <laughs> okay. Or characters on the Beamers. Yeah, characters on <laughs> okay. the Beamers. The Beamers is not a TV show. I think we're all aware of that. Listen, Just- I've dealt with this in every single writer's room I've been in. Some hotshot kid straight out of college, probably got the job from his fat dad, comes waltzing into the writer's room and thinks that he knows better about writing for television than the professionals. And let me tell mm-hmm. you, you don't. Okay? Boom. So if you, you want to 
You don't know it. Yeah. Yeah. You, you don't. Hey, you do. Hey, here, you think here's you one. Do. You don't. Here's one. You don't. Good, good taste, facts, smarts, things you don't know. Okay. All right. Clever. You know what? Actually, you put a little thought into that. I think you're all just way, way coming too up hard with for the show. Yeah, I think we got to scrap that. Sorry, guys. There are some bad ideas. You're right. Look, yeah, no, I need good. more complicated one. We're shipping out $100,000 pyramids every other day. These questions are ridiculously easy. Uh, the last one was 100 thousand dollar in pyramid and it was the name of the game okay yeah, yeah. <laughs> put a give me a little something something that jake. says that you're not sitting around all day jake i'm gonna ask you a question you be all honest. right here's one yeah yeah here we do go here you, we go be honest do you get a corporate bonus if yeah. we have less winnings go out every season <laughs> Don't you lie. Don't you lie to us. <laughs> if you yes, lie, if you lie, I can tell. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Do it. Do okay. It. Okay. Fuck. Fuck. Wow. This is huge. This is not huge. I still am paying you to do stuff that I shouldn't be able to do on the walk from my car, from my Beamer to my- Things that are Beamers. <laughs> Distances. See, that was an easy one. Yeah. Characters uh, on the beamers. Oh my the god, it's characters on the beamers. It's characters it on the beamers. Oh. Wait, Josh, what was yours gonna be? Um all right, I got one. Yes. Walt Disney, Bob Iger, Michael Eisner, Mickey Mouse. redstone i want jake to guess oh okay yeah because i've got it Mm -hmm. i would say characters associated with the walt disney company unless i would i would say people who jake's who people whose butt you'd like to kiss oh Wow. Yep. Toddy oh. Jake would like to kiss the butt of. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I should you should be so lucky to kiss the butt of Mickey Mouse. That you guy can open doors, okay? Good news. You can kiss the cryogenic frozen Whatever. butt of Walt Disney. Why don't you go into the vault and find his True. frozen corpse? Earn your paycheck. Hey. hey, hey, I've got one. I've got one. Jake Jabor. Uh, Jake Jabor, a Nintendo Switch, um, toilet paper, uh, cleaning supplies, um, 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 popular movie ticket. Um, hmm. Things uh, that are valuable during the quarantine or any other time? No, things that are fucking sold out, bitch. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Amen. Yeah. Why Amen. is this turning into a roast of me? I came down yep. here. <laughs> yes, for a little elbow grease, and I'm getting drug dragged through the mud. Unbelievable. I'm not a sellout, okay? 
what I'm saying is they're going to replace us with computers who are just going to generate red beamer, green beamer, yellow beamer, black beamer. The beamer family. I fucking nailed it. Characters on the beamers. <laughs> the beamers is not a show. I'm pretty I sure it is. Rainbow. <laughs> oh, R B O B Y B G B B B I B V B. Beamer, I think it is a show. Beamer right. and is that all? Is that all? Yeah, that's all. Could you get some more string cheese in the do. in the break room? Yeah. Yes, please. And we're coming into work during the quarantine. <laughs> yeah, and that's honestly very fucked of you. <laughs> okay, here's one. Here's one. String cheese, um, cheddar cheese, uh, Swiss cheese, um, things with Parmesan. no spine. <laughs> what? <laughs> and Jake Jabor. And Jake Jabor. <laughs> I fucking knew it. All right, now it's time for the meat part of the podcast where a guest shares a meaty story. Uh, Rika, you're up first. Um, so. Cool. Uh, so, yeah, like my, little meat, my little meaty story is uh, I used to compete in, like, pun competitions. And I know I've told this story at Pi on podcast before, but I don't fucking care. Um, so, yeah, Whoa. I used to compete in pun <laughs> <laughs> That's the kind of attitude punning gives you. Um, yeah, so I competed in this really cool one called Punderdome 3000 out in Brooklyn, which was very fun. Lots of like just word nerds in a venue. And it would be like a 400 person <laughs> audience. It was like sold out constantly. And um, Joe Firestone, uh, who's a wonderful comedian, she's the host with her dad. And she would come up with a really goofy category and you would have 90 seconds to think of as many puns as possible. And then you have two minutes to perform all the puns you came up with. And then they would like gradually weed out people throughout the rounds. And it was like a three and a half hour show. Uh, and then you'd win. So that was the Brooklyn one. And I won all sorts of kooky ass prizes from that show, like a juicer, a giant lion, uh, a freaking espresso maker, uh, a big popcorn machine, uh, a beach chair, so much stuff. Um, and uh, uh, that was like the fun punning world. Then I decided to try the O. Henry International Pun Off in Austin, Texas. And so oh, Henry, like my, the candy. Uh, oh, Henry, like the candy and the uh, uh, the the writer or whoever it, or it is. He's some sort of literary tie-in because all of that area where the contest is held, all the bars and stuff have like punny names, and it was held at the O. Henry Museum. So <laughs> we went. Uh, so I went to Austin with my dad. He was like, I'll watch whatever this is. And my dad's like an Indian immigrant and doesn't know what the fuck any of the things I do are or what this was, no less. But he came and he saw, he watched my performance, which was two minutes and then went to the Lyndon B. Johnson Museum, did not go to any other part of this show. <laughs> he traveled <laughs> to Austin to see me remember for two minutes, which was very cute. Um, but the contest in his defense was nine hours long. 
and oh. you are out in the Austin heat. It's outside. It's nine hours long, and everyone's very nice, but the energy there is a lot more like intense. Everyone's like a huge word nerd. A lot of people there have a background in um like game show winnings and stuff like, and like that's how they make their money and things. They've all been like on Jeopardy and Millionaire and all that stuff. And that's not me. And I'm like, I would say I, I would class myself as classify myself as a stupid punter. I don't have like some sort of language background. I don't know all the types mm-hmm. of puns. And there are many, many types. Uh, but a lot <laughs> of these people are like very good at that. Uh, and I'm just my first routine was on sandwiches and you know, whatever. And every Everyone else is doing like the Bible and all this stuff. Also, the audience, uh, I mean, sorry, the judges. The host of the show was like 60 something. His mother was a judge. Uh, so, like, if you need to know like what the age range is, um, they also asked me what I went because this contest has been going on since 1992 or 1994. They asked me, they were like, that one of the hosts, uh, not the main guy, but he was like, oh, as I was going up, he's like, do you know? And he said some Indian woman's name. And I was like, uh, no. It's like, oh, she won in like 2000. I was like, oh, cool. Um, I was simply 10. Uh, <laughs> I don't know the other Indian woman who's probably competed in this contest. Maybe the only other person of color who's competed in this contest. But thank you. Um, so that is that part of that. Okay, so then I performed and it was fine. And then afterwards, there was like an after party at a uh, restaurant and all we did was play punning games and it was absolutely exhausting because the contest itself is already nine hours long and um, my dad had the rental car and so I texted him I was like you must pick me up because <laughs> uh, it was too much we were just playing this, these punning games and they're like fighting to answer and fighting to like get their word in and they're joking and it was like I don't know if you've ever been around people that are obsessively trying to do comedy around you but it's, <laughs> it's extremely exhausting <laughs> um, yeah that's that's my story what what's the what's the like structure of this you said you performed is there like yeah so there's two events there's pun slingers which is like and this contest is fun it is just for a very particular type of person uh pun slingers is like spelling bee style where they'll give you a category so it might be like um uh glassware non-kitchen and you have to make puns back and forth until one of you fucks up, basically. Uh, uh, and then that person has won that round. And then they do that until all the pairs have gone and you kind of whittle it down to one. Um, so that's that round. That round basically takes however long because sometimes people just don't fuck up. And so they keep going and going. The round is so, 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 so long. And there's a pun referee to blow a whistle and be like, that's not a pun. That's a cliche. Go again. And then you have to go again. It's so, it's so intense. Whoa. <laughs> so that's Wait, that what? event. I did, yeah. Yes. What's your question? Is that, a, is that actually a specific one? Like that's not a pun. That that's was a cliche. Cat- like- yes. That was a, a, a comment the referee made. Because uh, the category was, yeah, the category was fasteners. And someone said, well, you better brace yourself or something like that. And he was like, no, it doesn't count. Because that's like, uh, I don't really know what he means by cliche, but that's like also 
a, I guess it just didn't count because it's too much of like an actual phrase or something to be using the word cleverly. I'm not quite sure why it didn't count. I didn't participate in this event because that energy wow. is not um, appealing to me. I participated in Punniest in Show where you pick a category of your choice and you perform a two minute routine on it um, and you memorize it and you perform routine. it in front of everyone. A routine. And um, uh, that was the thing I, I, I chose sandwiches as my topic. And, and originally I chose classic rock bands, but then my friend sent me the judges page and I saw they were all a, quite a bit older. So I was like, no, I am not, I'm not going to do that. So I, I rewrote the whole thing. Whoa. So you played to your audience. You simply must. Hey, you're not going to go to a college campus and shit on the college, right? You got to like think about it. (laughs) (laughs) True. So so what got you into this? How did you even like get a whiff that this was a, this is the first I've ever heard of this. Did you search this out? Did someone say you'll be good at this? Did you like start in college? Like a... (laughs) I definitely didn't do any of those. I my my I subscribed to some like Brooklyn newsletter in um when I lived in New York and this was an event that was listed, Punderdome 3000. And my brother was like, Hey, do you want to go to this? So I went with him and we watched it and it was very fun. And then um uh, we decided to go again. And I was like, I'll try. I'm, I've never punned before, but maybe I could be good. And I won. So then I came back again. And then some mean men that were competing came up to me and said, wasn't one enough? Even though I had dethroned a dude who had won twice, a really nice dude. But I was like, did you tell him? Was this enough? Anyway. Um, and then also <laughs> wow. my brother overheard a, a very slime, a slimy man that used to compete say she only wins because she's a woman. And I was like, I wish I could, I wish you'd say it to my face so I could be like, yeah, because you know how often women get things and how much people are really susceptible to laughing at women when they try to be funny. <laughs> um, anyway, it's probably because you have a terrible personality. so i guess it shouldn't surprise me that like literally i don't think i could think of a more light-hearted thing than puns that that there's slime balls to be politics i know (laughs) i know i know uh it's truly kooky so i i just kept doing that and i did that contest like 25 times uh and it was just like really fun um uh, and then I moved to Los Angeles. Thunderdome's <laughs> a board. Um, Didn't they make it a board game now too? Yeah, it's a board game. I was in the commercial. <laughs> oh, you were? <laughs> I was the I only punter in the commercial. It's me, Gary Richardson. I think Noah's in it. Um, oh my God, and- how funny. Yeah, and I was the only punter in it. Everyone else is just like a funny person. <laughs> That's great. Whoa. what's the audience response like to the puns are people like slapping their knee like ah or are they like "Mm, good one yeah Uh, a lot of a lot of all of this sometimes it's like woo, like because because that audience revels and this is like what a lot of comedy is in like getting it and like being like oh Uh my god i'm smart enough i saw the play on words yes i rule (laughs) uh so it's a lot of like yeah, like very polite laughter. It's not like, you know, crying laughter or whatever. Yeah. It's it's very fleeting in that way too because it's just like a quick magic trick and then it's done and then you're waiting for the next one. 
Do they ever, I'm sure they do. Well, I don't know. Do they ever like fall flat? Like oh, does somebody yeah. deliver a pun that people are oh, like, my God. Oh. of course they groan, they hate it. Sometimes too, with, with the, the event I did. So again, you're trying to cater for like a really specific audience. Uh, two people, the first year I did it, did the Bible. So some of them had really, really good puns, but the person had already, another person had already done a Bible set and used stuff. <laughs> you use all that stuff. So it's like, that sucks. Cause you can't control what like order you go in or whatever, or you can't know possibly what everybody else is going uh, so to do. I cannot sort of think specific. of a, what is a Bible pun? Yeah. I cannot think of a single one. Um, not to like, not to like put you on the spot. No, no, no. Taste. Yeah. Uh, sorry. That these these little tiny, tiny beings invaded our body. And I was like, don't enter us, exit us. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It's a, Jake, Jake, what you did very precisely. It's yeah. just a fleeting Oh wow! And then it's absolutely gone, and Shit. you simply must say another one right after. <laughs> and I don't know anything about the Bible, which is why I would never, ever in my life attempt anything like that. Uh, sir, sir, the L train, the L train is already, sir, the L train is already really crowded. Okay. Can you just scooch over? I have to get on my giant life-size movie theater popcorn machine that I just won in Bushwick. Can you just please scooch in, please? <laughs> okay. Okay. It just sounds, oh, sorry. I thought you were talking to me. Sorry. Go ahead. You, and no, the whole car, the whole car, the whole car just, can everybody please scooch in? I have to schlep this giant movie theater site. My, I won a major award tonight. Okay, can everybody just, just please? It just, scooch lady, it just sounds like it, we're not really even crowding you that much. It just kind of sounds like you're looking for an excuse to brag. <laughs> that I won a major award, and it's it happens to be this magnificent movie theater grade popcorn ma machine. Okay. Now I need to get from Bushwick to the Upper East Side. So everybody, please make room for me and my award. <laughs> All right, fine. Let's move a little bit. Okay, move, move. It's kind of a lame prize, too, when you think about it. <laughs> Excuse me, ma'am. Excuse me. What did you just say about? I, I just said, I just said it's you're kind of like squeaking and squawking about it, like you won an Olympic gold medal. It's like a freaking popcorn machine, which is like basically what a pan, a hot pan does. Yeah, I make it in a pan or a microwave. Oh, <laughs> really? a microwave. Oh. That's a good prize. Oh, okay. Thank you. I got um, this one for winning. Uh, I, uh, yeah. I got this microwave because I, I, uh, <laughs> I, I, I got voted best hair at the local sports bar. They had a little superlative awards uh, for all the Bullshit. regulars. Bullshit. This man is lying. This man is lying <laughs> to everybody on this train. You did not win a haircut microwave. <laughs> I won best hair microwave. <laughs> It's not what I was after. You, I wanted you, best eyes, but wait a minute. You won best haircut, but the barber's the one that gave you the haircut. They should win best haircut. The barber didn't go to the sports bar with me. And I'll tell you what, I was directing the barber's every stroke of the scissor. Uh -huh. So Okay. I 
Okay. And I, I, I'll tell you what else. This what? microwave can reheat pizza. It has a button that goes straight straight to 30 seconds at a time, so you don't have to bother with all the nimbling around on the keypad. Oh, yeah. Um, it, has, okay. uh, it has a popcorn setting. Um, it's got a potato uh, setting, too, right? How many serving, potato setting? How many, how many people in, in one bag of popcorn? Two, maybe one? Hmm? I can serve Depends a, on the- a theater of 400 people. 400 servings. When will you need to do that? Well, I'm going to now. I was really limited before. Why don't you serve the train? If oh, you're such- sh- oh, shit. Sorry. Sorry. Um, Barbara, sorry. Barbara it's just my, my my big fucking oven got in the way. Sorry. Is this blocking you guys? Sorry. Sorry. It's just... <laughs> I just kind of want a big fucking oven. Yeah. Mm. Is that you got bothering? a gas line to hook that into or... Yeah, 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 yeah. It came with a big old gas line. It's kind of trailing into the other car. Kind of had to. It's kind of trailing into the other car, straight into like the Con Edison grid and stuff. Yeah, it's not a huge deal. Like I, I got it because uh, I made a good order at the juice bar at my bodega. They the gave bodega you an gave oven at a oven? juice bar. Yeah, they gave me a big ass oven. They said you make whatever you want. Make your own fresh popcorn. Um, you can kind of like make some eggs. You can kind of bake a cake or whatever you want to do with it. They're kind of like do whatever you want. You seem cool. Good juice order. Okay, I hope hmm. that the car recognizes these are not skills, people. These are not skills. Ordering at a bodega is not a skill. Getting a haircut is not a skill. Okay, I actually won a contest. A contest. Excuse me. Excuse me, is this seat taken? I need room. I want a snack slinger at the uh, <coughs> New York Mets game. Um, and my snack slinger needs to sit down somewhere. Can he sit here? <coughs> and you I, want I, a guy? I yeah, want a guy. Like, yeah, you right. Bullshit, you want a guy. Does it come with a gas line? <laughs> <laughs> no, it doesn't come with a gas line. His name is Donald, and I want him for being the most polite Mets fan. <laughs> and Donald, how many servings can Donald serve? How many servings of popcorn can Donald carry? How Maybe many you got? Donald. Maybe I'll ask Donald. <laughs> On a good yeah. day, Donald, Donald, how many servings? On a hmm? good day. Um, I have a, um, I have a, a thermocool container full of, um, corn nuts and Cracker Jacks. So until I run out, (laughs) I am supposed to be home. Um, oh my God. Yeah. You're like, you're like 14. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for saying that. I'm 15. Um, wow. I was given away fair and square. <laughs> um, they said I could would anyone anything on the field once I was picked as most polite Mets player. <laughs> and hey. there was Donald holding a you bunch of snacks. It. Hey, Donald. Hey, anything Donald. on the field. <laughs> Quick question, Donald. Boy. Yes. My question for you, Donald, is this: Okay, if I were to pour a big scoop of cake batter in you, would you bake it? I would try. Okay, interesting. Yeah, my fucking oven could bake a big scoop of cake batter like this so fast. Could your oven reheat the cake? Could your oven reheat the cake? What happens if your cake gets cold? (laughs) 
Yeah. What happens if you're kick? Hey, Donald, let me ask you something. Could you warm up that cake in 30 seconds flat with just the press of one button? Can I push one part of you and make and reheat the cake? Um, <laughs> I'll try. You'll try. What happens huh? to Don? What happens if Donald needs to like? Doesn't he have to go to school or something? I'll teach or- him. <laughs> yeah, you can teach him how to have a potato setting or how to fucking bake a cake. But how to be I'll Mr. Teach- the most polite man in New York City? Who fucking cares? <laughs> who fucking cares, Donald? <laughs> <laughs> That's all he needs is currency, is politeness and manners. That'll get you as far as you need in life. Oh, hey there. Uh, welcome to the factory floor. Uh, Catherine, is it? Yes. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh this is great. You know, usually at the on the floor of the uh, the FedEx factory, uh, it's a lot of uh, it's mostly men. It's historically been men that do this job. Um, but welcome yeah. to the floor. We had. Let me ask you something. Yeah. We had a woman named Elizabeth. She worked here in two thousand four, <laughs> and. Sure. How is she doing? <laughs> Do you uh, know, I'm assuming you know Elizabeth. Do I know the Elizabeth, the FedEx Elizabeth that you met back in 2004? <laughs> I don't know. Do you guys are you guys roommates or something? <laughs> let me. It's my first day. I'm trying to be really, really polite. But let me just. I didn't just mean to offend. Ask, I'm just trying no, to relate no, no, to you. No. no, I know Neil. I know uh, Neil. Are you asking me that because there's only been two women to work in this FedEx factory in the last 16 years? You just assumed we, I might, get... we might have crossed paths? Yeah, is that bad? I want you to think it's not, it's not great. It's I'm not sorry. Great. No, it's fine. It's... it's fine. Okay. It's fine. I I'm know so sorry. Elizabeth. I do know a few Elizabeths, but no, I, I don't know the Elizabeth you that you met in 2000. There's... No, I don't know. I don't do you know. know do you know one with short, dark hair? <laughs> do you, I mean, it's, it's possible. Do you remember her last name? No. <laughs> she didn't need one. We didn't even need to know her last initial because there's only one Elizabeth. So... Uh- I'm coming around, uh, coming around to take a lunch order for the day. Uh, Neil, uh, what can I get you? Um, I'll have a tuna fish sub, please. Uh, no tomatoes and sour cream and onion chips. And um, I'm assuming, <laughs> I'm assuming you're a vegetarian. Is that right? Uh, oh, yeah, M- me. Yes. Can I ask you just another real quick question? In a matter of yeah. minutes, have you already forgotten my name because it's not Elizabeth? <laughs> I was going to call you Elizabeth too. 
That'd make it really easy for this lunch order. I got you down with, uh, for a cob salad, egg on the side. <laughs> that's that, what that, that sounds right to me. That's what Elizabeth would have. <laughs> Don't put the egg in my salad. The egg goes in afterwards. She'd say. She'd say. This is not relevant, but this is the fanciest mail processing factory. <laughs> With the lunch guy taking custom to go orders. And I'm just so appreciative for this job. I am so appreciative to be here. Yeah, well, we had to ever since Elizabeth made it a rule. <laughs> she really, it's a great, she really, she really elevated this place. The egg thing is fine. Yeah, thank you. Oh, great. <laughs> See? She nailed your lunch order. <laughs> yeah. Well. Uh, hey, right. hey, Neil. Uh, I noticed something <laughs> something up um, in the in the mail room because like, FedEx has to get mail too. Um, I saw yes. this package delivered to a, a cat a cat H Ren. Do you know someone <laughs> named Cat? Cat Hren? Cat Hatren. Throw it away. Okay. Yeah, it's just as fragile and important, so I'll throw it away. Thank you. <laughs> no problem. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, 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 wait. Neil, huh? Neil. We, we, I mean, can you just yes? read off the last can we just sorry, it's just it, you wouldn't care, but that's actually my first name. Could you just read off the last name on that package before we uh, chuck it in the trash, which I assume is a policy. <laughs> uh, oh, there is. It, we chuck it. There okay. is a last name on here. Oh, I shoot. There is a last name. Okay. Uh, it's. Oh, maybe this is the first name. Mudon. Uh, big, strong. Mudon. No, is it, is it, did you throw, don't throw, don't break it if it's big, Mudons. I know, right? Big strong Mudon. He's the big guy. Looks like a wall. <laughs> Mudon's, Mudon's back in the big truck. Uh, did we break okay. it? Okay. Oh, no, no, I think it's okay. Okay. I fished it out. I fished it out. Okay. Where is he? Where is big Mudon? If Mudon's angry, you might have to. Uh, oh no. I might have to bow to him. Kiss his big feet. <laughs> Yeah, if Mudan is angry, Elizabeth, we're gonna have to all kiss his big feet. <laughs> Guys, oh no! Fuck! 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 I was out on. I was out on the dock getting ready for dispatch, and they said there's another woman. A new woman is here today. No one told Mudan. Neil, Neil, why didn't you tell me a girl was coming? I've waited sixteen years for the next one. Mudan, we Mm -hmm. didn't want to get you distracted from your work Uh, because women are ultimately a distraction. That's what you always say. (laughs) You say Mudan. And the only Lunch. way to not harass them is to be in a different room. Lunch I order's like- here. Lunch order is here. I got a uh, tuna sub, hold the tomatoes. Um, I got a uh, cob salad, egg on the side, and a wheelbarrow full of chum. Now, who... Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. (laughs) Elizabeth, too, don't touch his chum. (laughs) 
I, I really will. I won't. Seems like you were kind of leaning close to it. Please do not touch it. <laughs> don't this touch is the, the chum. New, I don't think Elizabeth II is as pretty as Elizabeth I was. Mudan. <laughs> no. Elizabeth Mudan. had. Had short yeah. brown hair. Yeah, that kind of stuff flew until the fall of 2017. But for what, some reason, you are not allowed to say that because women grew brains. You can't say that. Why can't? What happened in fall of 2017 that was so bad? Women grew brains. They got poisoned in the water and they grew brains. <laughs> They did. Henry, even that we can't. <laughs> we can't? We can't say can't. women grew brains. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. We so sorry. Okay. okay. Yeah, 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 I'm sorry. Okay. And I didn't order anything. Thank you. <laughs> Henry, Henry, never skip lunch what? here. Have some chum. <laughs> uh, oh no, I couldn't possibly. Oh, I It's really good. I couldn't possibly have another bite. Ooh. Remember how petite Elizabeth one was? Like a little butterfly oh, you could put, <laughs> you could put on your shoulder. I would go bloop, and pretend I was sick. All around. Mudan, oh, you're incriminating yourself. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> if you go back to the dock with your wheelbarrow of chum. <laughs> yeah, Mudan, don't you have some packages to carry across the ocean on your shoulders? <laughs> Which is the, the it, we know that that is what the transatlantic FedEx looks like. It's a giant walking through the Atlantic Ocean. Honey, these these tickets were forty dollars. No, we are not. There's still six hours uh, left. I'm not. We're not just leaving early. Well, we're Come just going to leave. We, we're not leaving three hours in. There's six more hours. I want my money's worth. <laughs> I think you got your money's worth. These tickets were eight bucks. This is ridiculous. <laughs> eight bucks. What's eight divided by nine? That's like, that's like 80, 80 something. <laughs> that's like a few quarters per hour of punning. I'm not just leaving without all nine hours. I think we got it. I think we get the puns. Look, the, <laughs> the just program cranky. even, I'm not just, I mean, I am a little cranky. <laughs> you've, been cranky so much our, you've been cranky ever since hour two and a half. <laughs> and I said, hey, little guys, don't enter us. Exit us. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. <laughs> you don't want that. I don't want to sit. That's the first in a three-part installment on Bible puns. As <laughs> if one feels like we're already do. scraping the bottom of the barrel. As if you could do better. As if you could do any Bible pun better. Hmm? 
I don't, I don't want to do Bible puns better. I just, there are so many things to see in Austin. We could go to Barton Springs. We could go get some barbecue. At, what? And and What's I that? said a, a wheelchair and unable, more like Cain and Abel. <laughs> I, get, I guess I get that one. A wheelchair to a cane, uh, being a okay. This is unbelievable. Okay, I. We've been here oh for God. three hours. Look at the score. Look at the score they gave Cain and Abel. Do you think it's because she's a woman? <laughs> They, they, that pun was not as good as Exodus. I think there's some real reverse sexism. I think there's some real reverse sexism happening in this culture. I'm I'm sure there is. In nine hours, you're going to get all sorts of gaffes and goofs and sexisms. I don't know. And I don't even know what this scorecard is. How did you even... That three I goose it. eggs? I don't even know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I well, some theory. people have said the the, <laughs> the pun off favors the women, but as as a fella, I guess that's just my cross to bear. <laughs> I was that a Bible one interspersed with commentary on the punning community. Wait, look, he's getting dragged off stage. They said it was too much of an idiom. They said it's already a cliche. Oh my god, look at him drag that man. He is kicking. He's kicking. Okay. Flog him. <laughs> to be honest, oh I'm, I'm slightly They're excited. Flogging him. <laughs> They're actually <laughs> flogging him like it's like it's Good Friday. <laughs> that was a fucking <laughs> idiom. You stupid bitch. <laughs> This wow. is so intense. This is so intense. Oh my god! Wow, that Listen, was. I don't want to get kind of crazy. If we, yes, even if I mean brisket sounds delicious, but even if we left for brisket and came back, I don't want to get flogged, and I definitely don't want to have to use the bathroom later. <laughs> I now that get- was that was our eight. Of the punning competition. But because our last competitor got flogged, we've decided to add an extra three hours (gasps) for no reason. What? Okay, what's $8 divided by 12? (laughs) We gotta stop doing that math. That is... (laughs) It's a bargain. It's a bargain. Jake, this is such a bargain. Yes, it is. Our little There's vacation to Austin, and we're getting 12 hours. Hour. <laughs> <laughs> I love My, Texas. Would you mind your own business, sir? I, <laughs> well, it's it's. I hear you guys trying to do the math problem, and I got it figured out over here. Yeah. I'm just great, great. Another to way to show yeah. mental superiority. I can't. Sorry if I miscalculated. <laughs> 
that's not a body. You can't just you can't just use your voice like that at the end of a sentence and make it a pun. I can't go like we should get out of here. Uh, that doesn't no. make any sense. Oh, good, good one, man. Yeah. We got I'm a ring so there. Sorry, I'm we so- got a ring oh, there. Wait, send this guy up to replace the guy that I flogged. This guy should go up. No, no, no. Jake, you are embarrassing us. Yeah, yeah, we like this guy. Send him up. Yeah, we like All right. him. All right, they drag him under the stage. It's rude. (laughs) Go! Stop being rude. We just need 12 Bible puns in 30 seconds. And your time starts now. And no repeats or you get flogged. (laughs) Okay. Um, uh... I don't even know exactly how this works. Uh, okay. Um, King, 14 uh, seconds left. <laughs> uh, hurry. Honey, hurry. King Solomon. Uh, oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> Uh-oh. Not for this crowd. <laughs> I, I'm King Hall of Men? Uh, Hall Uh-oh. of Men? Oh, uh, no. <laughs> In what context? Uh, Excuse me. You forgot the setup. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Moses parted the Red Sea. Um, Sounds Jewish. <laughs> Keep going. Uh, I didn't realize... Uh, a, 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 a letter could be a split in half. <laughs> Am I doing this right? King Solomon would never want it split in half. <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't me, think I he knows me. anything. I'm, I've never been so mortified. <laughs> I have to go. I've never been so mortified in my life. This man hasn't read the Bible enough. <laughs> Thank you. That's uh, that's been my time. I'm Gronk. I'll see you guys later. <laughs> All right, let's uh, get back to the meat part of the podcast. Uh, we're talking to Catherine, um, who for. The listeners who remember the last time Catherine was on the show, you shared a story about trying to get, I think it was Bernie elected in 2016, right? And you were like working in the same family room as AOC. <laughs> am, I, am I remembering uh, that correctly? Or in the same apartment? It was, uh, it was midterms in 2018 and we were trying to get this random socialist elected in Brooklyn and she was there. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. She was so making calls and stuff or something. I see. Yes. Yes. Wasn't yes, she elected exactly. in 2018? She was elected in 2018. That's what made it okay. so rad is she was still like working for other candidates while she was like oh. getting signatures for her own wow. to get on the ballot herself. She was walking um, the walk. <laughs> yeah. I forgot I had told that story. Uh, well, that segues, I guess, n- neatly into what we were kind of mentioning before, but like, I know so I was, you know, I don't want to, whatever, but I, I supported Bernie. Um, uh, but you really did. <laughs> and what, You were like, you were like, whoa, like, I, mean, like, I gave money. <laughs> I gave money and went to the rallies and stuff, but you, you went to Iowa, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, I went to Iowa. 
what? I so I, I guess I don't really know where to begin, other than like, was that just knocking on doors for you, or was that like, like? Wh- wh- I I don't know. I guess yeah. we're so far away from it now, and it crumbled so quick. Um, not to be like totally yeah. pessimistic here, but like. When that was happening, I remember being like, wow, that's really cool that like you went out to Iowa to go and like knock on doors and stuff like that. Had you done that before, like canvassed um, for a candidate? I had canvassed before. I had never uh, traveled to like an early state. Um, So Uh that was the first and I had never been to Iowa before. So it was like cool to it was really it was I mean, it's hard to separate it from the aftermath and like the nightmare that we're currently living in. But for that week itself, it was honestly like one of the best weeks of my life. And it was so, so fun. There was this organization in New York who was like, um, basically raising money for people to make the journeys out. So my flight was comped and I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I, I'm just going to like go and, and just carve out time for this. Cause they were asking like, basically saying like, okay, if we can win the Iowa caucus, it sets like a really good precedent for the rest of the campaign. So I go and I like met up with people through this volunteer app, didn't know anybody. And I randomly connected with this group who ended up being, this is crazy, Reka. It ended up being this comedy nerd who knew me from New York, this woman whose fiance was on Harold night in New York like the smallest huh. world of people Are that I'm allowed to say who. Uh, his name is Tim Mahoney, and her name was Devin. Yeah. Isn't oh, that yeah, yeah, yeah. So this girl Devin and I are like walking around. I did not know anybody, and then like night three, we're like shooting the shit about improv something. She's like, "Oh, my fiance does blah blah blah." It was just such a small world. That's like, so funny. Not, yeah, Tim is so it. nice. Hello, Tim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hi Tim. Hi Tim. Hi Devin. Hi Tim. So um, improvisers so in that was, Iowa. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. But it was just rad. Like, um, I'm trying to think. Like, uh, Bonnie Vare did a volunteer concert. Vampire Weekend did a concert. So you would like walk through the snow and do these long ass shifts, like freezing, like going and doing canvassing. And then every three hours they would have these like events at like a precinct where like I got to meet like Susan Sarandon. I got to meet like Nina Turner. Uh, Rashida Tlaib was there. Um, Who else? Pramila Jayapal. Like you got to just be in like a tiny little like room, like these tiny, tiny rooms with like a few dozen volunteers. And then just these like amazing progressive uh, leaders, like trying to pump you up. Michael Moore came and did one. And then at night, a few concerts, they would have like a few of these people giving these massive, massive volunteer concerts where like half the state came in. So it was like, so it was really, really fun to actually be there. And like Iowans are like insanely nice and like the political (laughs) diversity, I've never seen anything like it. Like in New York or California or where I'm from, which is a very like Trump area, like everybody, the political ideology is very homogenous. But in Iowa, for example, we'd be in one subdivision and you would see like a Mayor Pete sign, a Warren sign, a Trump flag. Um, uh, we didn't see any Biden signs because his <laughs> his support base is uh, fictional. Um, but you see like, <laughs> Bernie, <laughs> like Bernie signs. But you would see like everybody sign within one subdivision. I've never I've never been anywhere like that in the country. It was cool. Um, I was in Iowa in like November, just to my girlfriend's family's there and. I was struck by that too. It was like a union household, a Trump. <laughs> like it was like, but it didn't seem as tense. I don't know what that is, but 
<laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, they don't like judge. Yeah, it seemed that like we they just like have a level of like respect. They respect political differences in a way that I I don't think we definitely don't in New York, and I don't think we do in my hometown. <laughs> um. So that was sort of like. So the process of knocking on the doors and stuff, I'm like, uh, you said you met a lot of the, a lot of nice people and stuff. Did you feel like it was easy to like, did you change any minds? I know that's a hard one to like say definitively, but did you feel like people were open to talking or were people like, yeah, uh, so here's, this is, this is my belief system, which was reinforced in Iowa to win elections. You are never going to win an election by changing someone's mind. You're going to win an election by getting a non-voter to care about something. So it's Ooh. if if you're Team Warren or if you're like a diehard for any candidate, just go to the next person because what you need to get is somebody that's uh, ambivalent. So if you have a non-voter or they're called low propensity voters, either someone who's not registered, has never voted, or is a low propensity voter – Telling them, hey, there's a candidate that's actually worth getting off the couch for because caucusing is a nightmare. We learned that the hard way. Uh, hmm. To tell them there's a candidate worth getting off the couch for is how you're going to win. So in New hmm. York and L.A., there's this mindset of we have to cater to Republicans. We have to cater to the to moderate Republicans. Like we have to change the mind. Just tell Trump voters that they're stupid. If you tell a Trump voter they're stupid enough, then they're going to come to our side. Where it's like, no, there are 100 million people in 2016 who were eligible to vote, who sat it out. That's how you win an election is by inspiring low propensity voters. Mm. That makes sense. Seems a lot less frustrating. So that's too. Who wants to, yeah. That's who wants to have a conversation is somebody that's like, I don't know. I'm really, I've never caucused before. What's the deal. I feel like disenfranchised. I feel like I don't have a candidate who cares about me. Those are the people that you can get to show up. <clears throat> what Which is also of- why door knocking. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, no, I was just going to say something that- not nice. <laughs> what about door knocking? I want to know. No, no, I was that just going to say, matter. so that's why I guarantee that Joe Biden is going to win. I can guarantee it because if you phone call or door knock for Joe Biden, they say, okay, well, what are your policies? Like all, all you say, that conversation goes like this. Hey, come vote for this guy who's not Donald Trump. Well, I don't care if Trump wins. My life was shitty before Trump. My life is shitty now. Why should I care? If that person doesn't care, there's no policy that you can list that's going to inspire them to show up. Beyond uh-huh. he's not Trump. So that's, you're going to lose. Anyway. <laughs> I, I agree with that. Although mm. the only thing in the, the only thing that makes me think otherwise is the Michigan stuff where like so many more voters came out to vote for him than Clinton or, or whatever. And I, I don't know. I don't know how manufactured that is. What did it, what did it feel like, like the night before the voting when they were, when the, the people doing the polls were like, wouldn't release it did you did, like how do you feel about the whole process because i think outsiders are like that seems fishy as hell uh so the uh, the first suspicion we had is the des moines register poll has been around for like 120 years or however long i don't know how long but it's been around forever the the des moines register is their newspaper and they they do a famous poll every every caucus mm-hmm. so the Buttigieg campaign said hey we had a supporter call us and say that Pete Buttigieg was not listed when they got called for the Des Moines Register poll. 
Then the Buttigieg campaign was able to take that information and have the newspaper shut down the entire Des Moines Register poll, which leaked sources showed had Bernie winning, Pete and Warren in second and third, I think, and then Biden trailing, trailing, trailing. So that whole poll got scrapped. So straight away, it was like, oh, some shady backdoor shit is going down. Little did we know Mm -hmm. that that was just like a spice in the bucket. So then this dark money group called Acronym had been working on an app called a shadow app. The shadow app was funded, co-funded by some DNC money and the Buttigieg campaign. Conflict of interest, you might think. So the shadow app crashed. And then the, the Bernie campaign had internal information. And so they were releasing their own information. And then Buttigieg like declared victory that night. It was so strange, even though like 0% had actually reported. And so then we had all this like confirmed Buttigieg like collusion with the DNC through acronym, which again, nobody's even talking about anymore, but this is all Mm -hmm. like confirmed stuff. And it just got like, Oh, that's weird. And then we just like moved on. Anyway, did it? Did people on the ground like I? I I when that was happening, I remember feeling like, wow, all the people that worked hard in Iowa like don't get their party. <laughs> I know it's a weird yeah. way to look at it, but it was like, did you did could you feel that there? Were you sort of or like, what was? I had. I imagine it was, I was pretty exciting point- up until the end. But go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't there for any of the parties. I had friends who were like at the at the events and stuff, but I was actually on a plane from Des Moines trying to go back to Colorado. So I was like trying to like between my layovers, like trying to like check my phone and stuff. So I wasn't there for but yeah, there was definitely a sense of like, oh. I mean, it's not it's not only like denying the volunteers like their moment of celebration, it's it's the function of it is denying Sanders any mainstream media, uh any um uh, celebration on mainstream media of like some prime time you know what i mean so if they Mm -hmm. delay it long enough and then it's like oh we're gonna like release the official numbers three days later then all of his momentum for winning iowa has been um diffused gotcha is there anything that you feel like that you learned this i mean i don't know if this is a a pessimistic question but like learn this time around that's like oh this is what I would do differently or I would recommend or suggest people do differently, like in the next election cycle um, that feels like it, like uh, uh, low propensity voters. But is there anything else that uh, that maybe came to mind of like, oh, this is crucial or wasn't handled the way it should have been handled or. I don't know. I'm also like in a very pessimistic headspace. So I don't think I have too many like optimistic insights into it. Um, basically what I learned that I didn't know in 2016 is they, we basically have a one party system in this country with like two slightly disparate branches and the ruling class will never let a candidate that threatens that power structure win. So I remember thinking after Iowa, it was like, shit, they have 49 more tricks up their sleeve, which we saw mm-hmm. from Iowa all the way to Wisconsin. Like every primary, every caucus was another shit show in one way or another. So to now I've realized the ruling class is just never, it's not, we don't live in a democracy and it's hard to accept. But like, once you can realize like we, like the, the parties plus media are so like, coordinated that that it's such manufactured consent that like the voice of the people it's it's literally going to take like 
I don't know. I really think it's going to take either the Democratic Party fiz- like actually dying this this round or a third party blossoming and like taking them over. But the ruling class two party system is never going to let someone in who threatens their. And the only reason like AOC, for example, that was an off season primary. The Democrats, she wasn't even on their radar. They assumed that Crowley would just like win it easily. So the only reason she got to sneak in is because they, they, she wasn't on the DNC's radar, which is why wow. New York City has, well, New York State has now huh. canceled the presidential primary because in canceling the New York State primary, now other progressives who could have followed in AOC's footsteps are going to have incredibly low voter turnout because nobody's showing up if Bernie's not on the ballot. And so then it prevents other progressive candidates from getting in. So they're kind of hip to our hip to us now. <sighs> Whoa. Well, that is depressing. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. No, I'm, I'm, no, I, I, I believe a lot of the same stuff. I'm just, it's interesting to hear, you know, hear your take on it, having been on the ground for so long. Um, yeah, sorry, it's not more. I don't have anything really very optimistic to say. <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> uh, okay. I mean, don't even get into like election integrity and like the actual software. That's the shady shit. That's where it gets into like holy shit. But like the software designers for those machines for like voting tabulators, mm. like that's the shit. Because my client, there's a client I had. He's from Canada, and he said in Canada you have five national parties. At every election, you write it down on paper, you put it in the box, and then every precinct counts it out. And there's five representatives from all five parties who watch you count paper ballots, and those results get sent to the county. How hard is that? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Well, I don't know what to say, but uh, (laughs) (laughs) let's get that third party going. (laughs) What did I say? People's Party. Peoplesparty.org. Um, Miss Catherine, uh, <laughs> we voted on the best fruit, and it was apples and oranges as top two, but you said something about America could never truly be a two-party system. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. So how many of you chose apples? Um, mm-hmm. I think... I did. Yeah. Yeah, you I did. did say- Okay, Jake, yeah. you did Rosa. Okay, great. Yeah. Now I want to ask you, uh, what made you actually choose apples? Hmm? Is it because you saw it on TV? Is because you the news keeps running these these incessant commercials about how good apples are? Because you need to think about why you were so pro apple. I like it with peanut butter. Oh yeah, that's a good idea. Peanut butter tastes good with apple. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. So, did it ever occur to you, Jake, that the that if apples win, then people are going to start buying more peanut butter, and that peanut butter manufacturers are going to overnight get exponentially wealthier now that Apple is in power? Have you ever thought about that? No. Does that mean there will be more peanut butter? Well, for a few, a few people, for a few people, there's going to be profits. The profits off of peanut butter are going to go to a few consolidated people at the top. 
Like my stepdad. But I won't get any. <laughs> <laughs> Will my stepdad get more peanut butter? Because he says that we can't have it in the house because my stepsister has a nut allergy. Oh, okay. Okay. So he probably wouldn't he probably wouldn't get rich off peanut butter then, would he? No. No, so maybe it would have behooved you and your family to vote for the um, oranges. <laughs> I guess so. I voted oranges. <laughs> I think people has been running this, has been winning and running this country for too long. I voted oranges. Now, Josh, are you the only one in class who voted? (laughs) It seems that way. (laughs) It seems like I'm the only one woke enough to appreciate an orange. You keep talking about voting for oranges more than I actually think you like oranges. (laughs) I love oranges. (laughs) Name one quality that oranges have, and you can't look it up. I'll tell you what they have. They don't have the worms that live in apples. That's not a quality of oranges. That's a quality of the apples. Apples are homes to famously homes to worms. And they're propping up big peanut like I've never seen before. You have not said one thing about your fruit. You have not said one single thing about your fruit. Um, I'll tell you this about oranges. We were all eating oranges about four years ago, and it wasn't that bad then, was it? <gasps> everyone was eating oranges. Everyone? I was eating everyone. apples. Who's everyone? I was eating apples you with were peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> you were probably trying to kill your sister. <laughs> I wasn't. I well, mi- am an orange person. I I have a bumper sticker. I put a bumper sticker all over my parents' car that says resist apples. <laughs> and that's my platform. Your platform is resisting the other fruit? Resist, resist it. <laughs> apples are famously tempting. Eve ate an apple. Sin happened. Uh, Snow White couldn't keep her paws off apples. If I remember that story correctly, or Sleeping Beauty, or one of them. Never heard that kind of thing about an orange. Anyway. What, what about a caramel never- apple? They never heard Dress anybody. Oh, yeah? Car- okay. Yeah, put, put lipstick on a pig. It's still a pig. You know what I mean? Put caramel on an apple. <laughs> <laughs> you put caramel on a pig. It's still a pig. <laughs> Pigs like apples. <laughs> yeah, you could kill a pig and stick an apple in his mouth. Yeah. You would um, think that way as an apple supporter. I'll shove an apple in a dead pig's mouth. Miss <laughs> <gasps> Catherine, Miss Catherine, I feel like there is simply not enough room for my favorite fruit, which is banana. Okay. Okay. So you could, you have that right. That is a civic right that you have to write in banana. 
Yeah, I think just like nobody's talking about the stuff that banana does. You know, like it's not round. Okay, it's like maybe not what we're used to in a fruit. It's oblong, but it's still fruit that is worth our attention. And it goes pretty good with peanut butter. (laughs) (laughs) Miss Catherine, is it true banana's communist? Venezuela well, has get- bananas. How's that work out for them? <laughs> let me- <laughs> uh, you know what? Um, so sometimes if a banana, let's say it rots, you know, like then people might point to Venezuela because there was, you know, one bunch of bananas that maybe did turn to rot. But in another country, maybe like Denmark, Maybe they took those rotten bananas and made banana bread. Hmm. Wow. Hmm. Nah, fuck bananas. I think it's communist. <laughs> yeah, I don't vote a lot. What? What's going to get me off the couch to vote? You going to... I can't get past this level on Spider-Man. Going to do something about that? Um, actually, yeah. Um, uh, we, you know, um, uh, Biden has a lot of plans for Spider-Man. Um, uh, specifically, are you talking about the PlayStation Four game? Yeah, the Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah. What level are you stuck on? <laughs> I'm currently stuck on the level with Mary Jane taking photos in the museum. I find it boring. Yes. <laughs> we understand that. Yes. So it's not um, that I can't beat that, it, but I would like to I would like Biden to come over and beat this level for me. <laughs> you want 78-year-old Joe Biden to come over here and <laughs> Do a boring level of the Spider-Man video game. I know the level you're talking about. I have, yeah, you know, I'm that's a, what I, I have like. time. And while we're at it, I want him to make cargo pants cool again. <laughs> you want Joe Biden to make? <laughs> um, okay, we've heard you, and this is Wisconsin is a swing state. Okay, we're gonna we take this very seriously, and I'll uh, I'll talk to the big man himself. We got to Biden headquarters. <laughs> Joe. Yeah, what are people saying? <laughs> uh, all right. <laughs> Joe, you screamed that into the fridge. I'm over here. Uh, uh, oh, okay. <laughs> what are people saying? <laughs> um, well... It turns out a lot of the youth vote uh, are looking for help with uh, PlayStation 4 games. Um, now, I'll try to start from the beginning here, but the PlayStation is a video gaming device. It can also be used as a Blu-ray player. Um, this is the fourth iteration. It can be used, it can be used as a what? It can be used as a what? A DVD just tell or him, a Blu-ray player. Just Tell them it's like a a, a record mach- a record machine. Tell them it's just like records. That could be a whole another can uh, of worms. Uh, a what? It's like a, a, a bag, of worms. Worms. bag of worms. Bag of worms. Bag of worms. Bag of worms. Okay, bag of worms. I know. Um. All right, Joe. So it's like a record machine, except for you yeah. play Spider Man on it. Ah! Okay. 
um, uh, and a lot of people are asking for help completing a level of the Spider-Man specific game in the record machine. Okay, now uh, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this, and pardon me for asking. Is the man made of spiders, or is he a spider-shaped man? I have to go back. Okay. <laughs> <sighs> what is the he, origin story? This is so exhausting. Um, uh, it's, it's a Marvel superhero. It's a man who is bitten. It's a teenager who's bitten by a spider and he kind of gets some powers related to spiders. He throws webs through his hands. He can go across tall buildings. It's just a, have you ever heard of Tobey Maguire? I regret asking that already. <laughs> Show me the money. Close enough. Close enough. <laughs> You know what? Let's just get you up there. <laughs> we got we to, back to this Wisconsin voters' door. Knock, knock, knock. Hello. Hi, Hello. Uh, Jake. I have uh, Vice President Biden here. He's here to help you with your <laughs> Spider Man. Hello, Hello Jake. If- Hello, I would Biden. like to help you with with all the issues you're facing. I'm a wonderful candidate that would be good for America. Well, I like those cargo pants. Come on in here, big guy. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> Thank you. I can carry all my chain wallets in them. All <laughs> too your dangerous chain wallets? To, too dangerous to chain them to the old belt buckle. <laughs> Keep them in the cargo pockets. Joe's had his belt stolen many times. <laughs> <laughs> but we think he's the man to lead us into the 2020. Um, all right. 2021. Now, um, Jay, so what's you... to be the issue? Yeah, go ahead, show me the issue. Show old Joe your issue. Okay, you can sit here if you want. This is my lazy boy recliner. Um, oh my god, and a lazy boy I am. <laughs> he yeah. he sit, and sits in the recliner and falls asleep instantly. Okay. <laughs> um, hold on. We can't have too soft a surface, or Biden will fall asleep. Uh, <laughs> Here's how we get them up usually. Uh, <laughs> uh, we just pull the thing, <laughs> pulls the recliner, Whoa. gets them up again. <sighs> well, that was soft like ice cream. There you go. There you, you go. You like Joe. ice cream? <laughs> Me? Yeah. Yes, he does. He does. He likes ice cream. I freaking huh. love ice cream. Me Vanilla. too. I love Chocolate. ice cream. Vanilla. You do? Yeah. What kind? What kind do you like? What's your what's your flavor? I, like, what's your I also sport? like I like vanilla ice cream with chocolate sauce on top and peanuts. <laughs> peanuts <laughs> on ice cream? Yeah. What the heck? Joe? <laughs> uh, Joe? Now is not the time. Either get hey. Heck? What the heck are you talking about? What the heck are you talking about, man? You're hey, gonna, hey, what the heck is this guy talking about? Don't wind him up, Jake. Joe, he didn't say anything. He didn't that, say anything. You know that, that is so far to the left, my head is about to pop off my neck. That's <laughs> freaking crazy, man. Peanuts on top of ice cream, peanuts are its own individual dessert. Peanuts is a dessert? Are you crazy? Yeah, nice little Joe. handful of peanuts from your dad. It's a nice dessert. <laughs> 
Peanuts from my dad is a dessert. And I said, What the hell are you putting it on ice cream for? Why are you trying to twist everything into its own twisted, twisted kind of plan? Biden's got this guy by the shirt collar just shaking him. Hey, I'm going to beat you. Peanuts is a dessert on its own. That's like putting a cupcake on top of a piece of cake. Peanuts is not a dessert. You get it from a snack slinger at the Mets game. (laughs) A what? At the what game? (laughs) A Mets game. Baseball. (laughs) That I know. (sighs) He falls back asleep in the chair. (laughs) Okay. Uh, We're going to need to get some people to collect him. Um... What about my video game? Um, well, we did also get a snack slinger. He's 15 <laughs> years old. He can probably figure this out for you. You can have him. We own him outright. Um, <laughs> honey, honey what's the, what's the, what is all the ruckus down there? <laughs> Joe Biden and to- I got... <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> no, I was just trying to watch TV upstairs. What are you watching? Joe Biden. Got- you I'm watching. Watch- uh, I'm watching um, uh, the wheel. The wheel of fortune. You're watching Wheel of Fortune. Excuse me. <laughs> you, ma'am. Yeah. You're a woman, yeah. <laughs> I think I am. <laughs> yes. We had a woman work on one of Biden's campaigns back in uh, 2008. <laughs> oh, I don't. I heard. I heard. Oh God! I heard about that. I heard about that woman. I heard about that. And I have to let him see your hair. (laughs) No. Do you know her? Do Do I know this woman? Is Joe Biden in our lazy boy? Yeah. (laughs) Try. Sir, I'm hand. Yeah. Get off my hair, sir! Get off my hair! Why does it matter? <laughs> because I don't consent to this! I don't consent! Oh, Get away! In 2017, all the women grew brains because they ate poisoned water. Okay, fine. <laughs> I knew it! Joe, you got my vote. <laughs> Awesome. Thanks so much for being on the Meat Improv. That was really fun. Um, yeah, thank you both. That was so great. We really got to the heart of the matter. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, let's uh let's let's plug stuff. Catherine, what do you what do you got to plug? Um I'll plug uh Democratic Socialists. Go go join and leave the uh the corrupt two party system. <laughs> Woo! I'm down for that. Is that, al- uh, is that allowed? Mm-hmm. That's totally allowed. <laughs> um, I'll plug, just go to my website, rekashankar.com, R-E-K-H-A-S-H-A-N-K-A-R.com. I'm on Twitter at Reka L. Shankar. Um, and you can hire me if you want. I don't have a job. <laughs> uh, Jake? Um, yeah, uh, follow me at uh, Wake Up With Jacob uh, or check out uh, weimprov.net uh, for workshops and shows and all that jazz. <clears throat> Great. I'm at Mr. Josh Simpson on Twitter, Josh Simpson on Instagram. My website's joshsimpson.biz, where you can see some old videos I did. Um, 
I think that's it. Uh, uh, we had a Patreon, patreon.com slash the Uh We talked about that before. Uh, thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time on The Meat! The Meat! Improv. Improv.